This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. everybody and welcome to Philly's Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne joined by John Brazier. John, it's a beautiful sunny day. We are doing this on a Wednesday. Yes. It is, uh, the game hasn't even started and it is really loud outside because we have mm. all these kids that come for Weather Education Day, Citizens Weather Education Day, and it's a mob scene out there. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I thought the Fanatic was out there, but the Fanatic's <laughs> obviously not out there because you're his best friend. Yeah. Uh, they're having a blast. Could you imagine being a kid and coming to Citizens Bank Park for your field trip? No, but I was on a subway today with about <laughs> 10,000 of them. They were all coming down. Yeah, it's all on the subway. But how awesome would that be? It would be great. You know, yeah. We'd go to the zoo. Go to, I remember going to Gettysburg, and it was like when you're, you know, fifth grade, you're in Gettysburg. It's like, yeah, this, this isn't happening. It's a little bit of a downer. A little bit of a downer. <laughs> a little bit of a downer. That was uh, Jack Fritz right there. Yeah. We have. Good to know myself. I'm sorry. No, I know. The big introduction. Hold back. Jack just jumps in. Jack Fritz, James Seltzer, hosts, producers, podcasters. They do it all. We also engineer your your podcast. We had some technical difficulties earlier, and Jack, you know, took over the board. And I said, you know, we've had Hall of Famers and. Uh, you know, great players, and you know, none of them, none of them fixed our uh, technical difficulties. I wish Jack, Jack was here about a half an hour before because I, the SIM card basically got swallowed by the <laughs> roadcaster. So, uh, uh, yes, he could have helped prevent that as well. Geez. So, I guess that's what happens when, again, we said to these guys earlier that our combined age is 114 years old. So, that's going to happen. And we have no experience in engineering uh, and we radio. Have a best friend of the Fanatic and director of Fun and Games yeah. should not be anywhere near an engineering <laughs> feat. We're not smart men, but you two guys are very excited to have you. And here's why. There are a lot of reasons why. Uh, first of all, John and I have been doing the podcast. We're not professionals like you guys, well, but uh, we've been doing this for a while. But you guys don't uh, have your own while. theme song, though. We got Skip Denenberg. We a theme song. With a theme song ah, to introduce our show. And introduce the quiz of which you'll be getting later. Yeah, so we do have some, uh, some production value, I guess. But, right. they, but they do have the radio, big radio voice that introduces their they show. They do. They do. It's <laughs> professionally done. We, yeah. Professionally. Done. We yeah. can't keep up with that, but uh, <laughs> but we've been doing it for a while. We love. Uh, first of all, it came. Our podcast came about because you know John and I. Uh, you know we have you know lunch with you know you know you're in sports. You're around people who know how to tell stories. Mm-hmm. So it's like we should bring people in and just tell stories the way we do at lunch or after the game around you know having a beer or two, and we've loved interviewing people who just exude excitement for their job. You know, and I yeah. think the guys I would think of, John, you know, a guest that we've had, like, uh, I just love reading Jason Stark articles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. just know when you're reading him, My it's like. time favorite. Yeah, and you know this guy loves his job, but it just comes out of the page. We, Tom McGinnis. You know, we interviewed Tom McGinnis. It's like, you listen to him do a, a game. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And so I get the same sense with you guys. You know, you love what you do. You love Phillies baseball. That's why John and I love you. Uh, but I have a great example. I just have to get this out. So last October... October 23rd, to be exact, Phillies win the pennant, yes. right? Mm-hmm. John and I are down here. It's the greatest time. We're at the Diamond Club afterwards with the employees. John Middleton comes in with the trophy. We have friends, family. It's just a great party. I get in the car, and who's doing the <laughs> post-game show but you two guys? Yeah. And I got to tell you, it just kept my high, you know, all the way home. And you guys were great. And I got to ask you, was that the – the high moment of your journalistic career in wow. radio? Well, journalism is a big, yeah. a big <laughs> journalism. Right? We are not journalists. Are we, are we journalists on them? No, we're not. I, no. I'm giving these guys some credit I here. I like to but use the term entertainer. Yes. Is usually what we go for. Well, was that like the greatest night of your lives? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, because like, you know, our podcast started when the Phillies were kind of coming out of the rebuild slash like in the middle of the rebuild. So we went through some, you know, bad times. But I would say that like, the, obviously the name of the podcast is High Hopes. Like we are, we are positive Phillies fans. You know, like that's kind of what we do. Like we, we love them and, you know. Sometimes they love us back. And that was <laughs> and that was one of those nights where they, they loved us back. And it was just it felt like such a culminating moment of like the they went through the the down period and now they're like in the freaking World Series. And and James and I being able to be on the on the radio that night, it was like it was just a, an absolute dream come true. Cause like I, we always talk about like being able to be with people and like that's what I think makes live radio is so great is that you, you can have people on, you can get their live reaction, the immediacy of it. So it was, it was the best. And, uh, you know, I think we're a little tipsy, but like, you know, like, we were having, it was a Those party. 40 uh, ounce yinglings. It was uh, a party. Pure adrenaline. Miller lights. Low octane. Low octane. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the difference between local radio and national radio. So same, as you said, you guys did the post game, right? Local radio. And then an hour after the game, or maybe like an hour and a have we are driving back <laughs> we are more sound so we have more sound this yeah what's going on there tom wait oh, oh, hey. hey what's up trey hey trey hi trey We're on how you doing buddy we got a we got a live Zoom live going podcast on. going on right now we see trey trey would you like to come on the podcast what <laughs> Here he's on a long drive. That was a quick exit. This is going well. So we just this is a flawless operation. Somehow the IT just called in, and we are we were just on a podcast with our IT people. Now we could have got him to figure out how to get rid of that sound. Should have brought him in right in my middle of my point, and then we had social media coming into into the room, even though we have this checked out. Yeah. But anyway, we have the local you guys. After we clinched the pennant, yeah, and you guys are euphoric, um, and how do you not? You know, Bryce Harper's home run, you mm-hmm. got everybody all excited. Meanwhile, two hours later, I'm rolling down 95 to we had to play the golf tournament with Mickey Morandini and Tommy Green. And we're all on cloud nine, like everybody in Philadelphia. So we get, we listen to little talk radio. And then we said, let's listen to maybe MLB network, see what they're saying on a national level. So we start listening. And I think it was Dan Schulman. Uh, Dan Schulman says, uh, Tommy Green's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. Mickey Morning's in the back. And we're all kind of spent. And Dan Schulman says, that home run by Bryce Harper will go down in the pantheon of home runs right there with, you know, Bobby Thompson with Bill uh, Mazeroski. Bill, yeah, whatever, Bill yeah. And, he's, and he says, he says, and who can forget Joe Carter? Oh. And all of a sudden, in the, in the back of the seat, Mickey Morning yells out, blank Joe Carter. <laughs> and he says it with such conviction and vitriol yeah. that, uh, you know, you can tell he was so I'm like, wow, I guess he does that. Still not over it's it? Still not over it. Yeah. Same, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we went back to local radio. Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, Smart decision. <laughs> well, I got to think, too, guys. Um, you you know, John and I were talking, and, and we'll get into it a little bit later, about how you, you I think you guys represent the new generation of uh, Philly sports talk radio. You know, we have the guys who are uh, the writers who've been around forever, and, and you guys do re- represent the, the, the new guard. I'm glad you didn't say old crotchety guys. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> not but, at all. But you guys... Guys, when the Phillies won in 2008, were, you know, what, 12, 13 years old? Well, I'm uh, a lot older than you would think. Yeah. So that's actually. Uh, a, how old do you think he is? Like, if you had a guess uh, right now. Contention on our podcast. I would have said about 32 uh, years old. I'm 41 years old. Is that right, James? Uh, yes, wow. I yes, so I in 08, so I, re- I was 27 in 08. Oh, you were 27. 20, I was right old. I was, yeah. I was 14. You were 14 <laughs> years old. Yes. How but that's, that's a great age. Great age to witness a World Series, right? Absolutely. Both are great age. Yeah. Uh, uh, we were we were 15 when Phillies won. Yeah, in when the Phillies won in 1964. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> not that old. Uh, that's not right. This is what he does to me on our podcast. Uh, I'm like a thousand years old as far as he's concerned. So, yeah. Well, I, and I guess my point is like so. I mean, even whatever age you are, but certainly at 14, you're so impressionable. And that was was that the greatest moment of your life, Jack? At 14, yeah. When the Phillies won. Well, and and I so. Like I grew up and I really got into the Phillies when I it was like, hey, I mean, obviously Rollins, Utley, Howard, like, and, and I and I grew with that team. I was playing baseball at the same time, so like I felt like I could relate to them in yeah. like a, a very small sense. But, Absolutely. But like being able to watch, for example, like my coaches would say after every game, like go home and just watch Chase Utley. Like watch everything he does, and 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 you'll become a better baseball player. So like in 08, 
seeing them like get over the hump in 07 finally in the playoff drought even though i was younger it was like i was the guy around school that was just walking around the bleep eating grin of of so happy so excited to be there and then yeah 08 like obviously i'm jealous of everyone that was 21 and above that, that could have enjoyed it <laughs> but me and my mom had a great time watching the 08 world series i had a uh, i believe in in lucky spots you know and i had a, a spot on the couch that i had to sit on every night and make sure and, and they ended up winning the world series so uh, you can thank me for that total believer in that when uh <laughs> during the big game when jimmy rollins had the big hit right in the nlcs yeah and my wife was in the bathroom and we made her in the suite we made her stay in the bathroom the rest of the game so the phils could you know hold on to the win and well, they that, did. That's how you bullied Cindy Webster out of missing, <laughs> we, missing the right stairs home. We, we did the same thing. Do you, I'll recount yep. it for those that don't know. I'm down there uh, with, at, in L.A. in Dodger Stadium. And uh, Cindy Webster was with us. We were losing. And Cindy says, I'm going to go get sushi. First of all, that's a major violation. At a ballpark? Of who yeah. gets sushi at a ballpark, right? Uh, it wasn't cheesesteak sushi? No, we're in L.A. I right? know, that's awful. Right. So she leaves. Well, then what happens? Shane hits the uh, home run to tie it, right? And then Matt Stairs hits the majestic home run that's still traveling. And Cindy calls calls us, still from the sushi stand, says, oh, my God, we're winning, we're winning. I'm coming right down to celebrate with you guys. And I said, no, you were not. And I guarantee you guys would have done the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Oh, same yeah. thing? Same, same thing? Because I said, Cindy, there's no way. You, you come down here. You were, we were losing when you were here. You are staying up there the rest of the game until the last out is recorded. And she did, and we won, and it worked, right? Beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yeah, exactly. That's yes. smart. Goodbye, you. Yep. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the other thing with you guys, too. Your, your knowledge of the game, the Phillies, the, the league, the players. Actually, I was listening to your uh, a recent um, High Hopes, and Jack, you're going through you know draft picks and who oh. the Phillies oh, should draft at 28. Thing. I heard yeah. that, too. Yeah. He's talking about, oh, I love this guy from East yeah. Carolina or something. I'm like, what? I yeah. know. I mean, I'm like, what? What? Yeah. yeah. Drilling down for hates when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Where, for well, both- I'll usually do it when it's like, yeah. I, again, we talked about this before the bot. I have to wake up at 320 now. So he'll like be like, Oh, you want to you want to go to bed? Hold on, let me just bust out some draft prospects. We'll spend <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes talking about that. Now, are you reading Baseball America? Or are you right. watching college baseball games? Oh, how are you, you, get your how are you getting your inside oh, yeah. info? Well, I, I I watch. You know, I I I read it all throughout the year, and then this is the time when you know we really start diving into it. You're not yeah. Clint Eastwood you know, uh, going to uh, you know who can hit the curve and who can't. Yeah, trouble and, with the curve. Uh, trouble no, with the curve. No, no, you're no, not. In, you, got, you got with the old crotchety guys no, down just, in Carolina. And, I follow smart people, and I. I care, I care a lot about the draft. Yeah, so, no, like, it's great. I, 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 is I, it? It is great. It is great. The MLB draft talk is taking off, I promise. Well, you. I remember we had our international draft when we announced our picks last year. Yeah. You actually went nuts saying, oh, my God, remember the shortstop oh, we got? Yeah. Right. Don't You're, get me started. He's, he's going to be a stud. I can't and, wait. And I, here I'm saying I'm having Jack Fritz validate our international. I'm like, wow, if Jack said it, I guess he knows his stuff. And well, I guess we got a good guy. Yeah. Hopefully. Where have you been the most wrong, though, on a on – a, either an international pick or a draft pick, <laughs> uh, that you went nuts on High Hopes or the radio show, and it, it came back to burn you a little bit. How much time you got. But, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, Pavetta's probably the biggest one. Well, oh, you yeah, love Nick Pavetta, right? In terms of draft prospects, you were not super stoked about Andrew Painter. I was not super stoked about Andrew <laughs> Oops, yeah. oops, yeah. oops. I remember he was on my list of, like, guys I'll talk myself into. Yeah. And then as soon as he started pitching, I was like, wow, this guy's stupid. Right? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, you know, like the I remember I was pumped about Stott. Abel, I thought, made a ton of sense. Uh, Painter, I was, like, kind of I- I- iffy on. Moniac? I wasn't I wasn't as into it as I am now. Right. So like Moniac, I was like, oh, I'm pumped to get the number one overall pick. And then obviously we started Why Not Mick? Mm-hmm. And he's doing it in LA right now. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just uh it's it's something that I've always just I've liked 
pretending to be a GM. Yeah, <laughs> those, but those aren't the guys. It's the guys like Logan O'Hoppy or, you know, some of the guys that aren't the Ballyhooed first-round draft picks. Yeah, well, yeah. That's like Orion Kirkton and stuff. I'd never heard oh, about Oh, yeah, well, Orion, Orion I was yeah. big on. He's this guy, in, in, uh, he's in Lakewood now. And he's going to be up and about. <laughs> Do you have connections within, like, our own organizations, like at Lakewood or mm-hmm. or? Clearwater? No. Anybody inside yeah. baseball that's in the scouting world He's or anybody? Got some sources. I got, I got Every some. once in a while, I'll get a text from Jack, like, look out for this guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, listen, you know he's talked to somebody. <laughs> if like, you can help me out, look that'd out be for great. This guy. <laughs> well, and so uh, how about you, James? Like, um, going back as a kid, did you always um, – in baseball in particular, did you always follow the league? You always knew the players. Uh, you had the mind to retain, you know, yeah. you, you forget to take the the, 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 uh, the trash out at night, but you remember who pitched in 19, uh, you know, 84 yes. for, That's okay. Exactly You've always had that. Always been like, yeah, well, no, you know, you guys remember this, Jack. Too young. But, you know, like to the point of 08, I didn't see a World Series either. You know, it's like I spent my whole life, I was 27, but I never saw a win. I saw 93 and that was it. That was really one of the only good years I had had as a fan in my lifetime. So, yeah, you kind of grew up in a Phillies fan in the 80s. You kind of had to know about the rest of the league because, you know, you'd kill yourself just only focusing on the Phillies. So, yeah, Yeah. it kind of, you know, you kind of had to see what was going on in the rest of the league and watch baseball. I'll say this too. My theory too is when you are young, and I'm going back to you, Jack, you're 14 when the Phillies won in 08. But it's like when you're that age and and sports is everything to you. And, you know, John and I are the same age. When the Flyers won in 74 and 75, I can still name every player on that team and their uniform number. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it gets locked in your brain. Same thing with the Dick Vermeil Eagles, the, you know, the 80 team that we grew up because yeah. we grew up with Boa and the and Sch- Schmidt and Bull and all those guys. And so when they won, it was like the greatest day of our life. The Sixers team. I mean, forget about it. And, and you can remember like Sixers certain team. moments. Like yeah. I remember like totally. when first when we played the Bruins, I remember uh, Bobby Orr got a penalty, I think with two minutes and 21 seconds left, yeah. you know, on the closeout. Game. Yeah. And then I said to my dad, I said, wow, we're going to be on the power play and they're only going to have 21 seconds <laughs> right. even up to score. We're yeah. going to win the Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. So you have that distinct memory in your head. It do. So, and I don't know, I don't know where I lost it along the way, you know, in terms yeah. of just kind of that knowledge and knowing the league as well. And John and I, you know, we run around here, we have jobs to do. So we're not looking at the game the way you guys look at it. But have you guys just naturally been able to, to remember a lot of that stuff? Well, what's so funny is obviously when you guys were growing up, it was probably the newspaper, right? Yes. <laughs> Check your, your cute little box scores. Yeah. Absolutely. That would it was be the, the best. There was nothing better than the box score in the newspaper. I don't care True. what anyone says. <laughs> yes. It was the best. The little box that had all the league leaders. Yeah, league leaders. Uh-huh. I mean, like, that yep. was awesome, man. Yeah, so obviously I didn't do that. <laughs> um, but, but what's so funny about like people my age and, and a little bit younger is, is how I learned a lot about the league was actually through video games. So, like, I would play, like, MVP Baseball 05, and yeah. I would just, like, I'd be playing with a bunch of different players, and um, also, I was a nerd, too, like, where I didn't watch, I never watched Saturday morning cartoons or whatever. I would pretty much just watch the recorded sports center over and over mm. and over again, yeah. and then it, until it was just drilled into my brain. Mm. But it's funny, like, video games, I think, are the are the thing that a lot of the, like, I, that's why I felt like I knew all the players around the league. So, Tom, up. did you learn anything from playing Pong or Asteroids? <laughs> yeah, Asteroids. <laughs> I was an Asteroids guy all the way. No, yeah. nothing. <laughs> Breakout? <laughs> no, nothing. Yeah. But, uh, but, but that, I, that's interesting. But, yeah. okay, so uh, we, we ask this to the athletes because we have a lot of former players. We have a lot of, you know, uh, baseball people. So, right yeah, here. No, I know. Yeah. It's pitcher, own, pitcher for Bloomsburg. Mind, yes. Well, I saw that ERA you had at Bloomsburg, and I was going to say, what, what, what mentor? That what went you, wrong? You said what mentor told you to, know, <laughs> to watch Chase Utley. What mentor, what pitcher did your coach tell you to watch that gave you the 675 ERA? No, I think his pitching was, coach said, you, you might want to get into radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was actually in the nines. So please don't. I was in nines. I think it was like, I think, I think I finished with a good nine something. Oh, I was helping you out then. I know. The you were. <laughs> we're all about honesty here on, the, on nice. this podcast. So at what point, I know you went to Temple, Mm -hmm. right? Two times. And you went to Bloomsburg twice. I have a master's Uh, degree. At what point did you guys... (laughs) I really do. I know. When when did you see radio as a career for both of you guys? So I was actually, again, the older, you know, older than Jack thing. I was in sales for like a decade and I hated my life. So I was straight out of college. I got a sales job. I was just selling mortgages. I sold real estate. I sold uh, energy safety equipment and services. So I was going to like 
refineries and petrochemical plants selling like breathing air and gas detection and safety technicians and it was horrible like i hated it with every fiber of my being i was like (laughs) overweight i was depressed i was upset and my wife knew that i always wanted to, to talk sports my whole life i just never did anything about it she was like go for it man and i'm like yeah but like everyone does it everyone wants to do it And she's like well does everyone actually like do it does everyone actually like really go for it and i was like well it's a good argument. Right. <laughs> and then just kind of. And to know, have that support too. Yeah, well, that was huge. Yeah. Was huge. So, so. And how did it start? So, did you so, send so in a, went, some resumes that's how out? I got my master's, actually. I went back okay. to grad school so that I could get an internship, so that I could have my own show at Temple, so I could have all these resources, these ways. Like, I, without the internship, I got an internship at a radio station, then got hired and kind of worked my way from there. So it was more like I have a master's degree, but the degree itself did nothing for me, but it's the funny enough, but the, 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 what I was able to use the program for yep. helped me get to where I am. So, and then Jack, you played baseball obviously. Yes. And then did you see yourself getting into media afterwards? Well, so I showed up to Bloomsburg as a finance major and <laughs> I believe my GPA was in the once. Oh God. So That's uh, your the, ERA was in the once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, all I'm saying is that if I didn't, if I didn't lose my cutter, if I didn't lose my cutter, I'm not sitting here today. Um, so, yeah, so I showed up, and obviously I was terrible at math, which I didn't factor into the whole finance <laughs> major thing. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, this is the smart thing to do. And then I was sitting there, like, econ class. So I'm like, going to be rich. I was like, this, this stinks, man. I was only good at remembering, like, baseball stats. Yeah. So, like, the fact that I could. Thought it would transfer. Yeah, over, no, yeah. it didn't at all, actually. Um, so I remember I was sitting there at the end of my freshman year, and I was like, well, I could be a history teacher. That'd be fun. Or I can do I know, right? I know, right? It's bad. You're yeah. trying to picture him as a history teacher? Yes. Right. So, and then I was like, what I really want to do is I want to be an, an opinion guy. Like, right. I want to give sports opinions. So, um, yeah, I just kind of, I changed majors, went all in on radio, podcasting. I was writing all the time. So, like, yeah. So, I just, uh, I was lucky enough in my junior year to get an internship, met, met Seltzer. And then, you know, a year and a half, yeah, I was, I was out of school for eight months, and that's when I started on the street team at, at WIP. All right, yeah. so your coach said, look at Chase Utley, right? This is this when I was younger. Right, I know. Yeah. But who did you guys see when you're now in the radio world? Who did you guys see as your, as like the shining example? Great question. As a shining example of what a radio guy should be. So and I, has it changed? So I don't know if I saw this as the shining example of a radio guy should be, but I always saw myself in this person. I thought if I was ever going to be in the radio, I, and this is way too lofty a comparison, but it was the, the person I wanted to be like, was Mad Dog, was Chris Russo. Because yep. mm. he had the kind of unconventional voice, the super, like, excitable attitude, that whole thing. So it was yeah. like, you know, he showed me that you can kind of be like me, the way I talk, the way I am, and all that, and do it on the radio successfully. Because usually it's like the baritone, and then this, right. and then that, and I don't have that. Like, that ain't me. Right. So, really? So, yeah, <laughs> who knew? So who knew? I, I, I always thought Mad Dog kind of was like, Mad, oh, I, I could be like that. He was down in spring training sense. like 20, 25 years ago. And he, there, he was wearing jorts and he had tube socks like up his calves <laughs> and he had sneakers on. He, he, just, he looked like he just crawled out of bed I believe and it. I knew who he was, but someone said, who's that guy right there? And I said, that's, oh, that's Mad Dog. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that's that's awesome. you know, and then like five years later, he signs a, you yeah, know, it's like multi-million yeah. dollar contract. Yeah, yeah, it must be nice. Now right. the high hopes started in 2016. Well, hold on, I want to get Jax. I want to okay. get Jax. Oh, Jax. Yeah, yeah. Who's your, who's your guy? I don't know this either. I'm who yeah, who's your, who's guy? your guy that you looked up to? Maybe it's somebody you listened to as, you know, younger that you said, you know what? That guy's a really good radio guy. Right. I want to be like him. So obviously you want me to say Howard. Uh, <laughs> say whoever you want. No, so, so what's funny is that when I was when I was um, out of school and listening to radio all the time because I was I was making dog bones in a church. Uh, I remember this. You gave me dog bones. Yeah. <laughs> I was making dog bones for my dad's dog bone I company about that. in a church for like eight hours a day, like by myself. So all I do is listen to sports radio the whole time. So when I first got try to get into it, I was thinking more of a producer, like what they do. So like whether it's the drops, whether it's the like you know little stuff like that but then now that i'm getting into hosting like it's it's a bunch of different people i mean like howard obviously take things from him angelo you take things from him take things from people up in new york i listen to shows in boston that I, no one listens to more radio than jack well marks yeah. listens to more radio than me you and marks both yes i mean jack like literally will be like text me be like yeah i'm listening to this show in boston i'm like why yeah why yeah. how do you have the time to do this and then like the podcast stuff i kind of it's like our podcast is sort of like spikes um mm-hmm. uh, writes ricky sanchez 
We were hoping you would say that a shining example in the podcast world was is yeah, backstage for going in Brazier. Yes. So that was, I was just getting to that. He was getting to that. Yeah. You mentioned Howard Eskin, too. And I remember I called it first time I ever called a radio show was into Howard. Oh, now, were you the fanatic of the, or the no, fanatic's best no, friend at this point? No, no. I was in, like, fourth grade. I was in fifth grade. <laughs> and I'm calling in, and he was he had some debate, a, a tiny Archibald versus Mo Cheeks. Nice. And, of course, Howard being Howard, he's saying tiny, that tiny, tiny Archibald is right. much yeah. better Better players, players. And Maurice Cheeks, and of course I'm, you know, in fifth grade. Like <laughs> Maurice Cheeks is my god next to Julie. So I'm, I pick up the phone and uh, hello, Howard. You know, of course my voice is probably, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and uh, I think Maurice Cheeks is a better player than Tiny Archibald. And he's like, ah, you know, why do you think that? Oh, he, well, he's because uh, Tiny Archibald scores more points than Oh Cheeks. And I'm like, well, more. Che- and this is me like in fifth grade. I must have learned a new word that year because I said, no. I said, he's got the intangibles. Nice. <laughs> and he goes, intangibles, intangibles. If I took the word intangibles out of your mouth, out of, you know, why would Mo Cheeks be? And I was just like. Uh, uh, <laughs> I had nothing. Yeah, he's but intense, he, he crushed me. A oh, fifth piece right at you. He crushed yeah, yeah. me. Well, but, he's, um, he's still doing the same stuff now. now I he's, know. He's got Jokic and Bede. I mean, Daryl Morey's in the crosshairs. He's got yeah. a playbook, man. All right, well, so, yeah. so that brings up another one. So your business has changed. The radio business has changed where it seemed like I mean, it's gone through a lot of different variations. So you had, you know, back in the day, you had the t- newspaper guys mm-hmm. that would then all of a sudden become, you know, radio guys. Mm-hmm. Angelo, Glenn, you got a whole yeah, the, uh, the slew whole of them. Crew of and them, now yeah. it seems that you're getting more of a younger, younger people are getting more of an opportunity and you're getting more of the athletes that used to be more guests, like maybe a, a regular guest, but now athletes like Ike Reese and Hugh Douglas and, you know, they're now becoming a feature part of the show. How has radio, is that, how has radio changed? I mean, that being one of them, but what are some of the other changes you guys see? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. I mean, I think that, you know, you're seeing a lot, look, there's more, it's a combination of things. There's actually less opportunities to get your foot in a door in radio. Now they've gotten rid of internships, stuff like that. So it's hard to get in the building, but there are a lot more avenues to get your voice out there. I mean, look, we're we're doing a podcast right now. Like there's so many more opportunities to, to speak and be heard and be heard by certain people and all that. So that has changed the the nature of how you kind of get the jobs in the business. Before, you used to be like, all right, who's a writer? Who knows sports? Let's bring them over. Let's see if they can talk, whatever. Now it's a lot more of an of an open competition, so to speak, to try and get those opportunities. Um, the the former player thing is interesting. That has really become a staple. It makes a lot of sense. Like, you have that insight. I think Mike and the, um, not Mike and Maddox, excuse me, uh, Mike and Mike were really big with that, with, like, right. the geek and the, the jock type of thing. And that's kind of become a formula, which, you know. Seems my, like your show. My show might be a part of that with Joe and John, <laughs> let's be honest. So I think that kind of became a formula where it was it was really successful and it's kind of been copied a lot. But um, that's a fascinating question. I would say that that's a big part of it. I actually I think do. it has a shelf life, though. Like, I think the I think the former athlete thing going to radio has got maybe, like, five more years. Like, I because I think yeah. that – because I think that now they have their podcasts. So, like, Draymond Green has a podcast. Oh, they'll be less likely to want to. Yeah, like, sure. I think they have so many outlets to. where they can speak now. That's an like, when, when Ike was getting out of uh, playing for the Eagles, it was like – Go on like, the radio. I'll just go on the radio right. if I want to do this. So um, it, it's actually, I think that's going to be the next trend is is less, because I don't know who's going to really want to. Look at Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey's got the biggest sports podcast in the right. world right now. When you're also doing more writing too, right? Don't the, don't the radio stations encourage you to write for either social media, articles that would be posted then on social media? And- Sometimes. It's not as big as it. I think like five years ago, that was the. Okay, so that's, right. so that's going write. the other way. Okay. Yeah, I it's think going it's going the other way. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think going more the other writers way. are having podcasts. I mean, like, even like, you know, use a local example. Like, just the first one that popped in my head, like, Shio Kapadia used to like write all the time for The Athletic. He left to go to The Ringer, and now he just does podcasts. Like, he'll write like one mm. article a month or something like that. I think a lot of it is veering more towards audio than. than How about the trend that younger generation wants to hear more numbers and more stats? Is that do you find that? uh, Because listen, I mean, with high hopes, you guys dig into you know the nitty gritty, and do you think there's a a market for that? And is it the younger? And we don't talk stats because we don't know stats. (laughs) (laughs) Your eye test guys. Your eye test guys. Thank you. Yep. Uh, I would say that in podcasts for a podcast, I think it's important. Like radio, it's it's not as important, you know, because podcasts, like the difference between podcasts and radio to me is that podcasts are seeking you out. Right. Whereas radio. It's much radio, more of a niche audience. Yeah, exactly. Like if they, if they can search Phillies and find us, find you guys, and they're going to want like 
hardcore Phillies analysis, whereas WIP radio, it's like, yeah, we'll do it, but it's also we're speaking to the masses. In a yeah, way. you know where I saw that at first was um, back when it was Comcast, Pat Gallen and uh, Corey Seidman. Sure. Oh, yeah, that Phillies show Nation. right at Phillies McFadden's. Nation, yeah, Phillies Nation. And uh, it was like, wow, look at these two young guys. And it was definitely on the wonky side, you know. Um, and Corey, that's, I love what Corey brings yeah. to the broadcast, too. I love that element of it. And uh, But I was like, man, these guys came out of nowhere, it seems. And now they both have great roles, and it just seems like a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, I think that's just the, that. the general trend. If you look at our fan division, you know, the brand new fan division we have, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see it today. Seltzer saw it for the first time. It was huge. I just and saw it. not only do you have the vibrant colors and the sounds and all that, but mm. you'll you'll notice that there's all yeah. kinds of stats. So if you are a stat head, they've got every stat you need that's on there. That's it's a very busy board, but it's a big board, so it's, it's it doesn't drive you crazy. And but really, it has a lot of the the basically most up to date you know sabermetric stats are, that are are fascinating. And right. we like those stats. I do though agree with Jack. Certainly on radio, like. It kind of can get a little dry when you when you're diving into stats and trying to talk with stats. Like an interesting stat that you can bust out to to support a point makes a lot of sense. But I do think that those conversations get a little drier. As I agree with Jack and the radio part of it. And I actually think that baseball might be plateauing. Like might be kind of hitting the ceiling with the the want for the stats. Like there's like I, we're big stat guys. We love sabermetric stuff. But like I'm at the point where I'm like, man, just. Give me the average. Right. Give me the homers. Yeah. Give me some runs. Like I'm actually kind of like, there's too many. There's yeah, too much. I, like I, I don't even know what to look at anymore. I used to care way more because I thought it was like that's the smart thing to yeah. do. But like I just think it's so boring. Like I think it's a boring way to talk about it. It's yeah. like you know, and it cuts off all debate, all discussion. It's like right. I didn't. I think this guy's a better player. No, I think this guy's a better it's player. It's like nope, stats say this guy's a better player. So discussion F4 over. And this Sorry. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is empirical. This yeah. is a fact, and it's like it, you're that's not a fact. Yeah. It's, it's not. All right, so he, let's go into the. the the old radios, you guys have dealt with all kinds of, you have listeners that call in obviously all the time, regulars, you deal with athletes, there's been, what is, because you guys have done two different radio shows, this is not podcasts, it's more for your radio shows, Okay. Uh, the most uncomfortable situation you've been in because it got a little contentious uh, with the interview with one of your hosts or maybe it's yourself. Uh, well, so I, 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 there was a moment, I want to miss like three months into the midday show with Joe and John. Where I actually truly thought that John Ritchie was going to get out of his chair and punch him. <laughs> like it was the most awkward live moment oh. I've ever. Do you remember like, what the topic was? Yes, they were fighting about injuries. And I don't remember the specific thing, but it, but Joe used to get really mad because Ritchie used to, and still is like he's an authority on injuries. He's had a lot of them. You know, he can right. talk to you about your, this part of your body and this and that. But Ritchie, because he came from a different generation and, you know, was a fullback and all that, Ritchie was very much like, he'll be fine. Like, he can play through this. Like, he'll be back on the field. And he kept being wrong. Like, wrong, wrong, wrong. It was like, he, he'd be like he'll be fine. And then he's like, out for six weeks. And so, like, it's this different generation. And the one time Joe just kind of, like, was, like, tired of being right about it and John not realizing it. And he was like, like, basically, it was like, I told you, you like, whatever. Yeah. And, like, the pause <laughs> and the look. Like, right. I swear to God, I really, truly thought, like, there was, like, a a 50-50 chance that John Ritchie was going to get out of his chair, punch Joe in the face, and our show was over. For and you would have to intervene somehow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, so, yeah, that it was it – was, and we got through it. We're buddies now. It's all good. But there was a moment there. How, how about, like, oh, how about an outside guest, like a guest you had on that maybe it got a little contentious with a general manager, with a player that was having a tough go that you interviewed? Was there – not uh, the only one I remember. Not uh, not on our show, but I remember because it used to be worse way back when. Yeah, now, I know. now it's a little more. I, I mean, know. Angelo and Gabe. Team I remember that. Angelo and Gabe. Oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah. pretty. That was pretty. Like when you're listening, it was great radio, but it was yeah. also like yes, it was a little. It made you uncom- it made you uncomfortable really? yeah. as a listener, and then obviously as someone sure. who <laughs> set up that interview, <laughs> yeah, right. sure you yeah, were way more uncomfortable. And someone I'm gonna have to hear it from the baseball side yeah, afterwards. And then, and then I'm sure, yeah, right. And then I'm gonna hear it from the. I think the one that I remember was we were we were down spring training interview in Clentech and Marks I think brought back up the Segura thing and 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 Clentech I think was just like why are we still talking about this like you know one of those kind of like yeah. kind of shut it down yeah, yeah. but overall like our show is not really contentious I mean the only right. time I was contentious was when Marks made fun of my Phillies trivia and I was mad about it yes. <laughs> well John you were talking about yes. what's the most uncomfortable you're out on a live remote and you have the headsets on you're in the middle of a show and somebody walks up to you and says do you know where the bathroom is or that's yeah. the worst <laughs> that, well and it's this casinos it's always a casinos this happens to me every week so I do my Saturday show from from a casino and literally 
every single show, a minimum of three, <laughs> sometimes seven people come up. I'm literally Can going like. Can you cash me I'm in? You have the headset on. It, I'm going like. You're talking. <laughs> they, they see the banner. I see this. Like, what's going on here? What do you think and they're like, excuse me, so can you tell me how to ca- where to cash in the chips? I get yeah. so, because it happens every week. I'm like, how is this possible? Well, what do you think we're doing here? Well, none of us have had the uh, the Howard story where the guy came in and tackled him. <laughs> and then uh, I think it was Dave Remington or whatever yeah. his name was, got the guy off of Howard. And all the Eagles like made fun of him. Like, how do you don't get him off Howard? Let him beat him up. <laughs> Wait, why did he get tackled? Because he was talking. I don't know. He's being Howard. Right. Talking about. I think that's when he was going through his Cowboys phase. You know, so he's being anti-Eagle, um, which is rich saying that. Um, but I think, and I think a guy came in and like just jumped over the like the, the oh, broadcasting booth right? and like took oh. him down. And one of the Eagles that was doing the show with him <laughs> pulled him off him and got him out of there. And all the, I guess all the Eagles players were like. You should have let him beat him up. <laughs> well, you almost had Howard and Charlie going at it, yeah, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, old school. Which my money would be on Charlie, by the way. Absolutely, Absolutely. a big Absolutely. man, and he, I, Charlie. Charlie's a lot bigger than he's than, a big man, yeah, and big dude. yes, I wouldn't mess with Charlie. Jack, talk about the time. There was an on-air bet. You said you'd be able to throw a pitch 82 miles an hour, and and Redding, the fight and fills. Those guys are great, yeah, by the way. 100. percent And you got to throw out a first pitch, and instead of a ceremonial lob, you actually did try to clock 82. Right. Yeah. So my my, I always felt like I could throw the perfect first pitch. Like it annoyed me how people would be all over the place, you know. So I wanted to throw the best first pitch possible. Um, so like obviously I turned it. We tried to turn it into a bit. I was like, if I get a thousand retweets with the Reading Phillies, let me throw out a first pitch. So like we got a thousand retweets and and we did that. And yeah, so I went up there. Uh, and in my defense, so I got caught in a lot of game day traffic, so I was late. So I had to sprint basically from a, a half mile the away. Excuses. Yeah, here we go. I had to sprint from a half mile away to get Barefoot, there. Barefoot, uphill. Exactly. And I, was, and I wasn't able to warm up. I didn't have cleats on. Oh. And did you do was, it from the mound? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did go on the mound. From the mound. Okay. Actually, I did have cleats on. I didn't have cleats on for the thing here with the uh, camera, which screwed me up. Um, would you like to throw out any more excuses? <laughs> I'm working on it. How much time to go? The sun was in his eyes. I was the last one. There was like a group of like nine people. I was the last one to go. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I got up there, gave, gave my all, and I think I hit like 79.5 you were close I like the .5 in there we round up we round up to 80 now you also threw because I was part of this uh, talk about Elliot Shore Parks who made the uh, comment right what was the comment heard around that he could lock into a home run he could lock into a home run he could score a basket in basketball he said it was I could I, I could definitely score a basket in the NBA I could score a touchdown from the one-yard line in the NFL. <laughs> I could luck into a home run. That's the one people have But a I could with. never score a goal in hockey. Yes. Which is hilarious because, let's be honest, all you got to do is stand on your skates in front of the goal and then eventually... Maybe not even stand. Maybe you could be on the... You could, be, right. you could fall and, down and it comes off, off your skate it's or your... It's by far the easiest in <laughs> yes. the sport. Like, yeah, for sure. Close, he's like, that's the one I could never do. And then, but the luck into a home run like took the baseball. Like no. like Alex Wood and Josh Donaldson, all these major league players were like quoting him being like, bro, you are crazy. Like, So we went out to funny. FDR Park. Yes. Right? Yep. And we had Jack throwing to him. Yep. Right? It did, yeah. It, and... Um, Again, it was really hot that day. Well, no, can I? I'm actually <laughs> going to make an excuse for you that day. Okay. I'm going to give you the excuse that you should use. And this is on Spike Askin. And it was a mistake. And I offered to do it and was just ignored. You should have had a catcher. Yeah, that was a, that it's was really a mistake. It's really weird not throwing to a catcher. Like, I've thrown, like, it's hard. Like, there's something different about just throwing to a backstop when you're trying to really pitch. Yeah. So, like, I thought that was a big mistake to not have a catcher. So, what oh. wound up happening? Well, so, so I mean, nothing. I mean, Elliot, the, the heart. Elliot hit a dribbler. He hit a dribbler. He hit a dribbler that barely the, got to yeah, the dirt. It made okay. contact. But right. that was about as good as it And, I mean, the bat, the bat was speed ve- was so slow. It was very clear watching the video that... <laughs> Elliot could practice baseball for the next, I want to get the years right, a million years yeah. and never luck into a home run. Uh, all right, so, so I got a big question then. Besides the guys that, that were paid at one point to play sports, yes, obviously Ike and John Ritchie and Hugh, uh, Hugh right? Um, who is, of all the on-air talent? Oh, I wonder where this is going. On-air talent, who is the best athlete mm-hmm. and who is the worst athlete? Okay, James, well, I'll start with you. Who do you think is the best athlete of the non-professional people, and who is the worst athlete? Yeah, very curious. <laughs> uh, I actually, I mean, I'd hate to say it. I actually think Jack probably is the best athlete of the All right. Yeah. Depends on He hates to say it, Jack. Yeah, I, he hates to say it. Because his ego doesn't need anything else, <laughs> I, all right? I, 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 um, no, but Jack's like a great golfer. And who is the worst athlete? 
I mean, it's probably Mark's, I would guess. I would probably say Mark's. It's Mark's. probably Mark's. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't Mark's. listen to this podcast. Yeah. No, 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 no shot. I mean, but Julio's basketball shot was ugly. Was horrendous. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he did run a fast but 5K. I think he's a little more like, you know, he played a high school sport. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Were you I impressed with Joe? With, I mean, Joe DeCamber did not hit his stated goal. Obviously, this is on, we're recording this on Wednesday, and he had to, I don't want, it's just so disgusting, I don't even want to say. <laughs> it is gross. It is sh- gross. He had to do some shaving today. Yes, um, yes. But waxing. He, waxing. Waxing, sorry. Very different. But yes. he, uh, but he, it was supposed to be 85%? 80%. And 80%. And he hit 74. 74, which actually is not terrible. It, it was very impressive. So I, I personally wasn't that impressed because he did it, we did the same thing like five years ago and he got to 76% and he to 80. How many shots does he take? Free throws. Uh, it's 50 shots. 50 shots. Yes. Okay. So I wasn't that surprised. I, I, he actually should have gotten higher. Richie kept whistling while he was shooting, and it totally threw him off. Yeah, like, I think up. he actually would have gotten to 80. Bad teammate. Uh, it was bad. It was. It, I felt bad about it. Regardless, um, I, I, Joseph, hopefully he never listens to this either. Joseph's a better <laughs> athlete than you would think. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like, it's not he's, a disaster. No, it's, you know what it is? He's I saw not, him at fantasy camp. He's I not know. at all athletic. Like, he, if he took running, <laughs> jumping, right. like, physical, like, you know, just non-clumsiness. He's not good. He has good eye coordination. It's like, he can hit, he can, like, shoot and he was, like that. You know what? He was fine down fantasy camp. Even though I went to trial with him. And I don't want to admit that, but he did some of those hits that yeah. we had a bet with. For those that don't know, uh, Joe DeCamera came down to fantasy camp and we had a bet. I think the over-under was five. It, it, or I six. think it was five, yeah, right? Something like that. And in his mind, he hit five, but in fantasy camp, we don't have an official scorer. There was a couple of dribblers yeah. to the, or, or even not even dribblers. You know, Ground balls to the shortstop, who then you know fires it over the first baseman's mm-hmm. head. Well, yeah, or, that's, that's what that's what buried me on the station, and he counted that as a hit. Yep, right. So because right. I did the fantasy camp here, the one that's day, right. yep. and and the camera's up, and he hits like again a ball that isn't out a hundred times out of a hundred. Right, a liability at second base. He could barely get there, and the camera. He didn't beat it out because he was called out. But if you look at the video evidence, it was close. He was, it was close. Yeah. But Plus, we, his, his body's really fragile too. It is fragile. Oh, oh it's, <laughs> it's unbelievably yeah, fragile. He's been I nursing mean, a groin injury for three class. years. He is. It's un- yeah. Unbelievable. Hey, John, you know what I realized too? We were talking about first pitches. Jack uh, didn't quite hit eighty-two, but <laughs> last our last podcast, we had Julian Zach Ertz, and they th- both threw first pitches. Zach uh, put <laughs> one in the ground, horrible. and Julie threw yeah, a strike. Zach's and so and our podcast. Podcast, John I coached him. I coached him live on the <laughs> podcast, oh, no. gave him my tips on what to do, and I said, do not do like what Travis Kelsey did, because Travis Kelsey tried to throw too hard. Yep. It's one of my big rules. Don't try to throw too hard, because that's when you very easily go right into the ground and do a worm burner. Yeah, that was that. Uh, yes, and that's what he done. Uh, yes. I, I had to throw that out there, because, you know. No this, pun intended. Yeah, we, we said we were going <laughs> to follow up. But, all right, so you get, you got a quiz, John. Do, do, now, we, do you guys do we know learn, about this? Tom, do we learn everything we need to learn about podcast world and radio world and the young <laughs> young generation? <laughs> it was just scratch the surface. Do you know what F4 is, by the way? F4? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you saying? AI. Do you know what AI is? Uh, Alan Iverson. There exactly it is. right. Well played. <laughs> all right, so we have a quiz. Yes. Uh, we give it to our participants. So Should we play our theme music first? These guys can hear our great theme song. Let's do the theme music. All right, here's our theme song. Guys, you're going to be impressed. Here it is. Thanks for the visit. Let's get down to business. Now here's your chance to show how much you really know. He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz. Which guys think? That Unbelievable, huh? So good. Is that Amazing the best song. theme song? Might be the best theme song I've ever heard. Skip Dannenberg. Skip Dannenberg, our boy. Love Skip. Yeah. Shout out to Skip. Go ahead, Jack. All right, so what much like Julie and Zach Ertz, we had two different people. Usually we have one guest. So I gave four to Julie, mm-hmm. and then I gave four to Zach. Okay. So, uh, but what I did then, because they're a married couple, I wanted to know how... how well, Zach knew Julian. How well, Julian knew Zach. Uh, yes. It's like a but you guys, game, but you guys, you know, you're not really a married couple. You guys have different shows. <laughs> no, you know, no, but, no, not, not at all. Uh, no. So <laughs> I'm going to ask close. you about your individual yeah. selves. We're as close four as you questions can be without being married. Yeah. I'll say that. Four, que- four questions each. Uh, we would like to say you have to get six out of eight. You got to bat seventy five percent. Okay. Uh, so you got to so three 75. out of four, right? Three out of four each, average. Okay. But if, if one guy, you know, does terrible, the other guy racks it up. Give James four, and then Jack four. Yes, James will. First, okay, and and on the line is a an official backstage oh. Burgoyne Brace T-shirt, wow. which is highly coveted. So the stakes are high, is what we're stakes saying. are totally high. Yes. So you got to get six out of eight total between Good. you two. All right, James first. James first. James, are you ready? I is this guess like beat so. the? Ha- I feel like we're doing beat the hey, hammer again. Shut up. Absolutely. 
But right, put know. your glasses on. We started this four years ago, right? I, well, I am Holy old. Cow. I am old. No wonder we couldn't get this He's 114 years old. Fine. I'll, I'll do it without. Good. Put them on. I'll do it sure without you. glasses, Jack. Right, How about good. that one? I'll that prove to you great. that I'm not that old. Yep. <laughs> right. All right, James. One of your, you went to a couple high schools, right? I did go to a couple yes, high Yes, but one of your high schools was the George School. That's correct. In Newtown, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Bucks County. Named after George Costanza, of course. Yeah, of yes, course. Summer right? of George. Yep. <laughs> Which celebrity did not go to the George School? Ooh. I'm going to mention four celebrities. Okay. Right? It's, I can only think of one celebrity who went to the George and School. And is so. it you? One did not go, <laughs> one did not go to, three went to George School, one okay. went. Now these, okay. again, I, I'm very uh, loose in my Interpretation of what a celebrity right. is. All right, so here we go. Which one did not go to the George School? Julian Bond, civil rights leader, chair of the NAACP. Blythe Danner, who is the actress and Gwyneth mother Paltrow's of Gwyneth mother. Paltrow. Yeah, sure. Michael Stipe, lead singer of R.E.M. And George Siegel, who is on the Goldbergs. He plays I love George Albert Siegel. Pop R. I. P. Solomon. R.I.P. George Siegel. Uh, so which one? Is it Julian Bond? So, is it Blythe Danner, Michael Stipe, or George Siegel? What's funny is that I only knew one famous person that went to the, or of one super famous person, and you didn't even mention it. Stephen Sondheim went to the George I, I know. Oh, I know. He was on my, he was on my other, and also Anna Nicole Smith's oh. husband uh, went <laughs> to George Siegel. these others? They were my, they were my two backups. I'm going to, I'm going to guess. I have no idea, but I will guess Blythe Danner did not go to the George School. No, Michael Stipe, lead singer of R.E.M. Oh, my God, I Stipe. forgot about Michael Stipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the R.E.M. lead singer went to the George School. I should have said that. This show's even up to oh, three. I think one. Michael Stipe right dropped now. out after fifth I honestly, grade. That's, I honestly forgot about that. That's you in the corner. Yeah, that's wow. a bad that's job. That's a bad start. All right. Over. Horrible. Bad start. All right. You ready? I forgot he was part of it. Yeah. Uh, you went to Temple University. I did. Which celebrity did not it's go to same, Temple? Same did thing. A lot of work, same question. Did not go to Temple. Really same. Th- right. Hard at this. I did really hard. Well, this <laughs> is really long. How long this he spends a lot of time on Wikipedia. A lot of diversity with these questions. All right. Good. Ready? Yes. A is it Diplo, DJ and songwriter? No oh, good. Is it Carrot Top, comedian and performer in Las Vegas? <laughs> Norman Fell, the actor from Three's Company, or Bob Saget? The comedian okay, passed, so who passed away. I know away. Bob Saget did go to Temple. That's okay. the only one for sure. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> now you got Diplo, Carrot Top, and Norman Fell. <laughs> oh, my God, I have no idea. Diplo. <laughs> I'll say Diplo. No, Carrot, Carrot Top, Top did not go. <laughs> did not go. <laughs> Diplo obviously went to that. All right, I'm <laughs> bad at this game. This game is not going well. All right. Oh, for two. <laughs> what county is Seltzer PA in? All right, there's a Seltzer PA. Wow. What county? You should do a podcast, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, you should do a live podcast there. What county is Seltzer PA in? Is, is, no is it in idea. Dauphin oh. County, Lebanon County, Northumberland County, or Schuylkill County? Lebanon. I'm going Northumberland. Uh, Tom? Uh, Schuylkill. Schuylkill County is nice. correct. Oh, All right, you are 0 for 3. 0 for 3. Will so I take the college? It'll be a first. I decided, I decided to go throw a little Phillies in there you since you guys. Uh, Thank you. The, the, the Phillies have two unassisted triple plays in history. There's only 15 in the game yes. total, right? The Phillies have two of them. Uh, Mickey Morandini, obviously, was one. Who had the other? Oh, I know this. Was it Eric Bruntlett? Cookie Rojas, Bobby Wine, or Randy Reddy? Eric Bruntlett. Eric Bruntlett, you went correct. one for four. One for four. Ah, you bad. Two fifty. You're in a slump. Michael Stipe was bad. I don't feel bad about missing the other two. Yeah. Michael Stipe was. There's bad. no way the you would know if the <laughs> REM. PA, like in four counties, like it could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I can name four counties. That's what I mean. <laughs> right, Philadelphia, right. Montgomery. I'm All right, done. tell you what, Chester. Yeah, you, uh, you you legally can't win, but I'm going to change the rules here. If you go, if you sweep. Ooh. Right, you can't get six, eight now. You only got one. You already missed three. Yeah, but Thanks. if you sweep here, they both get the t-shirts. You both get the t-shirts. Wow. All right, All you got you, it. Buddy. Sweep. sweep. Good job. All right, can you guess where I'm going here? You went to <laughs> Rustin. You went to Rustin. <laughs> Rustin High School <laughs> yeah. in Westchester, which Next is not. going to be start thinking about Bloomsburg. And <laughs> I right know, there, which so. is not an old high school, right? Oh, so right, so I'm, not I a, am our most famous alum. I'm just letting you know who was. Who is Baird Rustin? Huh? Three off there. Oh. Who is Baird Rustin? Okay, that's the founder. Or not founder, who's named after. Yep. What is Baird Rustin a football star who played 17 years in the NFL? Is he a civil rights icon with 15 honorary degrees from prestigious universities? Is he a world-famous opera singer who performed in front of four different popes? Or is he a television actor who starred in Petticoat Junction and F Troop? <laughs> wow. 
He is a civil rights guy. Civil rights. Civil rights. Had to be civil rights. Had to be civil rights. Oh, pipe down over there. You thought the REM lead singer went to the George School. I forgot about him, all right? Pipe down over there. All right. The REM lead singer. Is he a civil rights leader or a movie person, a singer? An actor from F Troop. Yes, exactly. You guys go with that one. Thank you. The school's named after And you guys ever watched F Troop, did you? No. Never heard of it. All right. You pitched at Bloomsburg University, as I mentioned. Allegedly. Uh, Which celebrity did not go to Bloomsburg? Here we go. Again, a little uh, loose on the celebrity terms. Um, Was it uh, Jessica Leccia, who's an actress from Guiding Light? Right? Was it? <laughs> I don't former, think you make that former up. Former NBA coach Chuck Daly. You went there. Is it Jari Evans, who's former uh, offensive lineman for the Saints, or is it Nadia Suleiman, who's Octomom, the mother of octuplets? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna guess the last one. I'm gonna guess the last one. Octomom, you pulled that one out of your ear right there, man. I pulled it out of my belly. There's no way she Oct- went there. She did not go there. You were yeah. correct. Look you at you. Two for two. Yeah. Jari Evans, the second most famous yeah. athlete from yeah, Lundberg. Jari, yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. The name Fritz, right, is yeah. a boy's name of German origin. Right? Meaning what? What does Fritz mean? Whoa. Not the slang term that was used uh, by the Allies against Germans. They called him Fritzes. Uh, but what the yes. Fritz is either. a boy's name of German origin, meaning what? Peaceful ruler, beautiful soul, skillful, <laughs> skillful carpenter, and fighting spirit. So you got, you got peaceful ruler, beautiful soul, skillful carpenter, or fighting spirit. I would like to think beautiful soul, but I'm going to guess fighting spirit. I would guess skillful carpenter. <laughs> Tom, I thought fighting. Uh, it's peaceful ruler. Yes. Uh, no, you didn't get it right. I didn't get it right. You didn't get it right. <laughs> but it's a good. It's a good thing to use. And now you got that yeah. for your podcast. Yeah. Peaceful ruler, right? Exactly. You're kind of a, ruler. You're kind like of a peaceful ruler, right? Yeah, many people say that. Sure. All right. The last Everybody question is. That. Yeah. All right. I'll even triple down. If you get this one, you'll still qualify. <laughs> okay. Right? But you have to get it right. Okay. No fudging here. Okay. You can All tell right. John's got a garage full of T-shirts he's trying to get rid of. Yeah. Go ahead, right. John. <laughs> this, is a, this is a no-brainer, right? right? You know everything. Who's the all-time Phillies saves leader with 123? Oh, that's Do you even bomb. need a multiple choice? Nah, Jonathan Papelbon. Jonathan Papelbon. I was hoping. Who's yesterday, second? Yesterday was Jose Mesa's Jose, birthday. Yeah, Jose, Jose Mesa. Mesa. Joe Table. And Craig Kimball is uh, set up to save if we're in the situation. He'll be in today for number 400. 400. We're Hopefully. Under. That's the hope. That's the hope. That is the hope. Or we just beat him 15 nothing. Yeah, exactly. Or put cool. a 20 spot on the board like they did uh, the other night in uh, <laughs> Toronto, right? Yeah, Toronto they did. All nice. right. Well, this is it. John, you're giving me the, uh, the old high sign. Another podcast has come to an end. Uh, boys, <laughs> this was great. Thanks for coming in. Really uh, appreciate it. And uh, keep on doing what you're doing. We love what you're doing. Appreciate you. All right, John, Thanks, you, guys. You ready to sign off, John? We are. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Phillies Backstage.